Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story. This is Chelsea. I'm here with my co-host Ryan, and today we have a very special guest, Ray Taylor, with us. Ray, you want to... Stop, stop taking a swig from your energy drink and say, say hi. He's got a lot hello, of energy. He's ready to go. Hello. All natural energy drink, by the way, for you folks out there. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here at Worship Center. Sure. So, Ray Taylor, I'm married with a wonderful wife who's very beautiful, and I say hot sometimes for oh. you folks out just saying, and a beautiful, uh, handsome 18-month Julian. I usually say 18-month year old, and I'm like, oh, gosh, I got to get that right. Um, Makes sense. But anyways, yeah, uh, they're the love of my life. And, yeah, so that's a little bit about me uh, at Worship Center, specifically TLR. Um, I hang out with the young adults on Tuesdays, sing sometimes, play sometimes on the team, and weekends mainly sing. Uh, you know, when Daniel wants me to, <laughs> and I don't know, just love loving on people. Yeah. Uh, and if you awesome. recognize Ray's awesome voice, he's in a voiceover for this weekend's, <laughs> for, yeah. this weekend's bumper, for the service. <laughs> you can hear him reading scripture. <laughs> I guess he's going to do the reading the next time, right? Yeah. He probably yes. should. Yeah. Sounds way better yeah. than us. A hundred percent. I'd love to. Okay, cool. Guys, what did what stuck out to you in this reading today? Talked about Deuteronomy still. I almost said numbers. I'm stuck in the past. We're- All kinds of stuff. So, guys, don't forget, this is kind of a recap. Like, some of the stuff you probably heard before, uh, because Moses is talking to the people as they're about to, to enter the land. So, he really is just purposely, like, recapping um, mm. a lot of what we've already read. But it's kind of for the next generation. So, that's actually what stuck out to me, is that... Um, Moses puts such a strong emphasis on these people's children. Uh, I mean, he actually at one point says like, hey, you got to see what God is doing and your kids didn't. And so there's there's this charge of like, make sure the words of the Lord are being placed like in the hearts of your children. Mm. Um, and I, I, anytime I see that, like I'm a student pastor, so obviously like that sticks out to me. Like, let's really be deeply concerned about these kids. But I always think about these commands from God uh, in terms of Judges 2, and we'll get there eventually. But in Judges 2, it's like, they never, they didn't, they, the, the cool stories never came up. Yeah. They somehow managed to not tell mm. their children mm. these stories. And because of that, they didn't know who God was. Mm. Um, I think in some ways, like at no fault of their own, they just actually, the, the generation prior to them did not pass on mm. how incredible of a gift it is to be God's people. Mm. And so it's, it, it's a charge that, that is present here in Deuteronomy, but I think it's present here today. Like, it is incredible to share stories of what God is doing. And I'm, I'm like, definitely let's teach our, teach our kids the Bible, but let's teach our kids like the actual things in our actual real lives. Like I had, I had this, um, wow, I'm on like a super go for rabbit it. Hole I'm here for it. Uh, I had this, I had this youth leader when I was a kid. Every time I saw him, I knew he would say, what is God doing in your life? Mm. And I hated it and I loved it at the same time. <laughs> but uh, sometimes, sometimes I actually had real stuff. Sometimes I made up some stuff. Sorry, Mike. Um, but that to me is like a real crystal clear representation of what it means to like tell stories of God 
in an intentional way. That's what he was doing because he would always come back with, here's what God's teaching me this week. And it does keep you on your toes a little bit. Mm. Um, but that it's so important. Like it, it's so important because we're just here for a little bit and God gives us this incredible opportunity to be part of his, building his kingdom. And part of that is making sure we're passing on what we're, what mm. we're learning, what we're seeing. So that's wow. what stuck out to me. I'm going to start ambushing people with that question. Uh, it, it is, it is a little ambushy. Right it is a little ambushy. Like we would like see him like walking down the hall at church. Oh, man, what's like, your uh, like cut into a Sunday school room really fast. <laughs> Hold it right there. <laughs> what's God doing? Mm. <laughs> I think uh, everything you said is like yeah, super spot on. And just uh, sorry guys, I did talk too long, but no, you didn't. No, actually, but you know, I would like to hear what Ray has to say. I, I want to hear what Ray has to say. I, mean, I have nothing to say after that. But, I mean, I honestly. To your point, after um, Julian was born, my whole outlook on life did switch in terms of what I could instill in him. Mm -hmm. And so then my awareness of what God is currently doing, but also what he has done in the past in my life, um, I'm reminiscing, but I'm also kind of not forcing, I don't know if that's too strong of a word, but just taking time every day to see what God is actually doing right now. Mm. So if he, like, if we ate, he provided yeah. the food that we have. Yeah. And if Julian throws the food on the ground, like, that's still, man, we're blessed to even have that ability to give it to him. And then he reacts crazy and he throws it on the ground. <laughs> but like, so just, and then I, we can look back and say, oh, remember, like, Remember when you were one and a half and you threw that stuff on the <laughs> ground? Like, other people don't have that, you know? So, like, that kind of relates to me in that way. But um, going back to Deuteronomy. Um, <laughs> also, <laughs> I could talk about. <laughs> I'm glad to know the food situation doesn't just happen in my house. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> I could talk about my child all day. But um, what stuck out to me was when he was speaking in verse 8, I guess verse 8 until 12, um, he kind of paints this picture of a place that they're going to, this promised land, um, and it's a land that's basically going to be set up completely by God and sustained by God, um, as long as I'm reading it correctly. So he says the land... The land, let's look at nine. So uh, you're going to enjoy a long life in the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. And then going later on in verse 11, rather the land you will soon take over is a land of hills and valleys with plenty of rain. So it's like already set up. So plenty of rain versus a drought. You know, and it's flowing with this precious milk, this precious honey. And so there's nothing, I mean, I don't know, maybe they did actually do work in the in the land, you know, if we, you know, look into the future. But um, to me, I'm just watching this guy proclaim what he's going to provide, give to these people. It's 100% provision all the time. Yeah. And so then there's there's these things that I he's like, okay, in spite of that or with that, let's just do these things to show that you are my people. Yeah. I show that, that you love me. 
You yeah, know. that God's been preparing this land for them. That's not, and it's something that we talk about a lot on this podcast is taking a step back and saying, this is not like the only point in history isn't when the Israelites are in the wilderness and stuff. God is working all over the world at all times. That's the mm. amazing aspect of God. And so God has been preparing this land for the Israelites as they've been wandering and disobeying. And mm. it's kind of awesome to think about wow. that. As they're in the wow. middle of disobedience, he's preparing a land for them. Wow. I think about that, like, it still happens in our lives. Like, God's preparing something for us to walk yeah. into. I think there's a, a, I don't know the reference, but I think there's a point somewhere where God actually says, like, hey, you're taking over, like, vineyards you didn't grow. Yeah. And, yeah. like, fields you didn't plant. So, that like, that's God's provision. Like, hey, look, here's wow. a vineyard for you. Like, vineyards take a, a lot of work to yeah. even wow. start. And it's like, here. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, maybe we should stop a, a lot more and just think about what he is actually given yeah. in the day. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> that's it. Point period. <laughs> on that sentence. <laughs> just stop and remember. <laughs> AKA the new series. Remember. Oh yeah. Remember. Full circle. There you go. Here we are. <laughs> well guys, thanks so much for joining us today. We are loving having Ray on and we are loving walking through Deuteronomy. So join us again tomorrow and we'll see you then. Bye. See ya. Today we're reading from Deuteronomy chapter 10, starting in verse one. At that time, the Lord said to me, chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones. Also make a wooden ark, a sacred chest to store them in. Come up to me on the mountain and I will write on the tablets the same words that were on the ones you smashed. Then place the tablets in the ark. So I made an ark of acacia wood and cut two stone tablets like the first two. Then I went up the mountain with the tablets in my hand. Once again, the Lord wrote the Ten Commandments on the tablets and gave them to me. They were the same words the Lord had spoken to you from the heart of the fire on the day you were assembled at the foot of the mountain. Then I turned and came down the mountain and placed the tablets in the Ark of the Covenant, which I had made just as the Lord commanded me. And the tablets are still there in the Ark. The people of Israel set out from the wells of the people of Shekhan and traveled to Mosra, where Aaron died and was buried. His son Eliezer ministered as the high priest in his place. Then they journeyed to Gugada, and from there to Jothaba, a land with many brooks and streams. At that time, the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi to carry the Ark of the Lord's Covenant and to stand before the Lord as his ministers and to pronounce blessings in his name. These are their duties to this day. This is why the Levites have no share of property or possession of the land among the other Israelite tribes. The Lord himself is their special possession, as the Lord your God has told them. As for me, I stayed on the mountain in the Lord's presence for forty days and nights, as I had done the first time. And once again the Lord listened to my pleas and agreed not to destroy you. Then the Lord said to me, Get up and resume the journey and lead the people to the land I swore to give their ancestors, so they may take possession of it. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? He requires only that you fear the Lord your God and live in a way that pleases Him, and love Him and serve Him with all your heart and soul. And you must always obey the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. Look, the highest heavens and the earth and everything in it belong to the Lord your God. Yet the Lord chose your ancestors as the objects of His love, and He chose you, their descendants, above all other nations, as is evident today. Therefore, change your hearts and stop being stubborn. 
For the Lord your God is the God of gods and Lord of lords. He is the great God, the mighty and awesome God, who shows no partiality and cannot be bribed. He ensures that orphans and widows receive justice. He shows love to the foreigners living among you and gives them food and clothing. So you too must show love to foreigners, for you yourselves were once foreigners in the land of Egypt. You must fear the Lord your God and worship Him and cling to Him. Your oaths must be in His name alone. He alone is your God, the only one who is worthy of your praise, the one who has done these mighty miracles that you have seen with your own eyes. When your ancestors went down into Egypt, there were only 70 of them. But now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars in the sky. You must love the Lord your God and always obey His requirements, decrees, regulations, and commands. Keep in mind that I am not talking now to your children, who have never experienced the discipline of the Lord your God or seen His greatness and His strong hand and powerful arm. They didn't see the miraculous signs and wonders He performed in Egypt against Pharaoh and in His land. They didn't see what the Lord did to the armies of Egypt and to their horses and chariots, how He drowned them in the Red Sea as they were chasing you. He destroyed them, and they have not recovered to this very day. Your children didn't see how the Lord cared for you in the wilderness until you arrived here. They didn't see what He did to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, the descendant of Reuben, when the earth opened its mouth in the Israelite camp and swallowed them, along with their households and tents and everything that belonged to them. But you have seen the Lord perform all these things with your own eyes." Therefore, be careful to obey every command that I'm giving you today, so you may have strength to go in and take over the land you are about to enter. If you obey, you will enjoy a long life in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors and to you, their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land you're about to enter and take over is not like the land of Egypt from which you came, where you planted your seed and made irrigation ditches with your foot as in a vegetable garden. Rather, the land you will take over is a land of hills and valleys with plenty of rain, a land that the Lord your God cares for. He watches over it through each season of the year. If you carefully obey the commands I'm giving you today, and if you love the Lord your God and serve Him with all your heart and soul, then He will send the rains in their proper seasons, the early and the late rains, so you can bring in your harvest of grain, new wine, and olive oil. He will give you lush pasture land for your livestock, and you yourselves will have all you want to eat. But be careful. Don't let your heart be deceived so that you turn away from the Lord and serve and worship other gods. If you do, the Lord's anger will burn against you. He will shut up the sky and hold back the rain, and the ground will fail to produce its harvest. Then you will quickly die in the good land the Lord is giving you. So commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them on your hands, wear them on your forehead as reminders. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates so that as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children may flourish in the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors. Be careful to obey all these commands I'm giving to you. Show love to the Lord your God by walking in His ways and holding tightly to Him. Then the Lord will drive out all the nations ahead of you, though they are much greater and stronger than you, and you will take over their land. Wherever you set foot, that land will be yours. 
Your frontiers will stretch over the wilderness in the south of Lebanon into the north, and from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you, for the Lord your God will cause the people to fear and dread you as he promised, wherever you go in the whole land. Look, today I am giving you the choice between a blessing and a curse. You will be blessed if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today, but you will be cursed if you reject the commands of the Lord your God and turn away from him and worship gods you have not known before. When the Lord your God brings you into the land and helps you take possession of it, you must pronounce the blessing at Mount Gerizim and the curse at Mount Ebal. These two mountains are west of the Jordan River in the land of the Canaanites who live in the Jordan Valley, near the town of Gilgal, but not far from the Oaks of Morah. For you are about to cross the Jordan River to take over the land the Lord your God is giving you. When you take that land and are living in it, you must be careful to obey all the decrees and regulations I'm giving you today. These are the decrees and regulations you must be careful to obey when you live in the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, is giving you. You must obey them as long as you live. When you drive out the nations that live there, you must destroy all the places where they worship their gods, high on the mountains, up on the hills, and under every green tree. Break down their altars and smash their sacred pillars. Burn their Asherah poles and cut down their carved idols. Completely erase the names of their gods. Do not worship the Lord your God in the way these pagan peoples worship their gods. Rather, you must seek the Lord your God at the place of worship he himself will choose from among all the tribes, the place where his name will be honored. There you will bring your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, your sacred offerings, your offerings to fulfill a vow, your voluntary offerings, and your offerings of the firstborn animals of your herds and flocks. There you and your families will feast in the presence of the Lord your God, and you will rejoice in all you have accomplished because the Lord your God has blessed you. Your pattern of worship will change. Today all of you are doing as you please, because you have not yet arrived in the place of rest, the land the Lord your God is giving you as your special possession. But you will soon cross the Jordan River and live in the land the Lord your God is giving you. When He gives you rest from all your enemies and you're living safely in the land, you must bring everything I command you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, your sacred offerings, your offerings to fulfill a vow, to the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for His name to be honored. You must celebrate there in the presence of the Lord your God with your sons and daughters and all your servants. And remember to include the Levites who live in your towns, for they will receive no allotment of land among you. Be careful not to sacrifice your burnt offerings just anywhere you like. You may do so only at the place the Lord will choose within one of the tribal territories. There you must offer your burnt offerings and do everything I command you. But you may butcher your animals and eat their meat in any town whenever you want. You may freely eat the animals with which the Lord your God blesses you. All of you, whether ceremonially clean or unclean, may eat that meat just as you now eat gazelle and deer. But you must not consume the blood. You must pour it out on the ground like water. But you may not eat your offerings in your hometown, neither the tithe of your grain and new wine and olive oil, nor the firstborn of your flocks and herds, nor any offering to fulfill a vow, nor your voluntary offerings, nor your sacred offerings. You must eat these in the presence of the Lord your God at the place he will choose. 
Eat them there with your children, your servants, and the Levites who live in your towns, celebrating in the presence of the Lord your God in all you do. And be very careful never to neglect the Levites as long as you live in your land. When the Lord your God expands your territory as he has promised, and you have the urge to eat meat, you may freely eat meat whenever you want. It might happen that the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored, is a long way from your home. If so, you may butcher any of the cattle, sheep, or goats the Lord has given you, and you may freely eat the meat in your hometown as I have commanded you. Anyone, whether ceremonially clean or unclean, may eat that meat just as you do now with gazelle or deer. But never consume the blood, for the blood is the life, and you must not consume the lifeblood with the meat. Instead, pour out the blood on the ground like water. Do not consume the blood so that all may go well with you and your children after you, because you will be doing what pleases the Lord. Take your sacred gifts and your offerings given to fulfill a vow in the place the Lord chooses. You must offer the meat and blood of your burnt offerings and altar on the Lord your God. The blood of the other sacrifices must be poured out on the altar of the Lord your God, but you may eat the meat. Be careful to obey all my commands so that all will go well with you and your children after you, because you will be doing what is good and pleasing to the Lord your God. When the Lord your God goes ahead of you and destroys the nations, and you drive them out and live in their land, do not fall into the trap of following their customs and worshiping their gods. Do not inquire about their gods, saying, How do these nations worship their gods? I want to follow their example. You must not worship the Lord your God the way other nations worship their gods, for they perform for their gods every detestable act that the Lord hates. They even burn their sons and daughters as sacrifices to their gods. So be careful to obey all the commands I give you. You must not add anything to them or subtract anything from them. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcast at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you, and if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day. Amen.